Hey guys, it's me, Noah. Look, there's a lot of good stuff happening in this week's episode of The Skeleton Crew. The other episodes, those are juicy, alright? This episode, however, is coming straight from Dionysus, the god of juice. He has personally blessed this episode. A lot of good stuff, a lot of explosions, the whole nine yards, alright? So, be sure you are buckled up. Be sure to tell your friends about us. Anyway, let's hop right on into it. Here's The Skeleton Crew. After an ill-fated meeting with the Watcher by proxy, the skeleton crew is now on the run from a hulking manservant of said Watcher. In a club filled with smoke and noise and bodies, Skoga and Popo crawling on the ground away from this hulking monstrosity as Gordax and Wes have already made it toward the exit and Track atop the DJ stand has incited the crowd to attack. I think we ended an initiative, but we're just gonna hop straight out of that because some things are happening right off the bat. First and foremost, this creature swings its flail wildly into the fog and it smashes into the back of Popo as this enormous electric jolt courses through the droid's body he screams and then falls silent and still just behind Skoga the next second later this creature is just overrun by ravers mosh pit goers as they have been incited to believe it is a giant pinata and start beating the crap out of it. It's thoroughly distracted. So, what's everyone doing? Skoga is going to immediately turn around and pick up Papo and keep running for the door, trying to get out amidst all of the party goers and the smoke and the mayhem. Before Track leaves the uh, DJ stand, he's gonna be like, I just got word from my producer. Turns out that today's a special day. We have a 10 million credit prize in the pinata. Whoever gets it first gets 10 million credits and then jumps off the DJ stand and follows out that door. He, he crowd surfs over to the door. <laughs> so with everyone at the door, you exit this secret club, mostly unscathed, save for Papo, who is disabled. All right, well, we need to get out of here. I don't think we have much anything else to do with that, Gordak says, pointing back towards the hulking mass getting swarmed by these rave-goers. What say you we check in with Drell, see if he has any progress for us? Uh, I think that's a great idea that also might be worth doing in the car. I don't suppose any of you know how to hotwire and or steal a vehicle. Before we talk about cars, how do we get out of this basement? Yes, I, I we should do that first, but perhaps you could call your butler friend, Wes, and have him come and, um, I don't know, rescue us. Is there any chance that that beast can track your comms? Perhaps we should get a taxi or not call him. Yeah, or we just hail a taxi outside. How about we get outside of this club? Skoga is just pushing people over left and right. You know, there's like a slightly older person who knows what they're doing in the club. Boom, pushed over. Not even a second <laughs> thought, you know. 
and we're all following, burling our way through this crowd. Yeah, you've exited the main dance floor and are just going through like connecting hallways and whatnot. And by the time you get outside, you do hear that the sound of revelry has devolved into screams of terror and crowds are following, flowing out of the club after you, hailing taxis left and right and jumping into speeders, going every direction away from whatever that was inside, which is probably coming up soon. Skoga very quickly approaches a, a larger taxi that has been hailed by one of the other party goers. He promptly just shoves them out of the way and takes their place. And he's like, hey, I got a taxi right here. Come on, guys, let's go. We're, we're chasing after him. I, I believe I can speak for everyone when I say we are moving faster than most <laughs> of us have in our lives. All right, as everyone hops in the taxi, this uh, this authorian that's piloting it is like, where would you all like to go? What's the rush all of a sudden? Does anyone remember where Bog was going? He was going to his uncle's funeral. <laughs> we should definitely <laughs> go to that funeral. <laughs> I, I think we should get our shit first. And no, then, yeah, uh, no, yeah, I agree. I just, <laughs> wait, what are we getting, Brett? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think, um, well, we don't know where our friend Drell is. We don't know where Bog is. Back to the ship, I'd say. What, what do you think, Cole? He says, turning to the group. There are shipyards. Alrighty then. Whoa! And as he looks off, the like front of the club just explodes, and like the nearest twenty people are just pelted with debris as this hulking beast of a person comes out, swinging its electro flail, and locks eyes with your taxi and you inside and then drops into a dead sprint. All right, go, step go, on go. it, Janathanan's shipyard. Go, go, go. <laughs> Janathanan's, of course. And the taxi driver pedals to the metal and just everyone is pushed back in the seats as he takes off. You do see behind you as all these other taxis start to fly away that this creature hooks one with its flail and drags it onto the landing platform, punches the driver out the door, the door goes with the driver, and then crawls into the front seat before like ripping off the top to make sure it can fit. And then it kind of chugs upward and starts after you. I'm hoping this is like the scene in Jurassic Park where we're like flying away and we can see in the rearview mirror where it says objects are closer than it appears and we see that terrifying scene behind us of this newly convertible speeder <laughs> and this monster in it. Wes just looks to Skoga. He just says, I don't suppose you have anything that explodes. All right, I do happen to know that Papo has some explosives tucked away in like his left arm. I don't know how to get them out, so we'll have to take the whole arm off and throw it behind us. <laughs> it's kind of like a suicide pill for droids. Driver, forget the shipyard. Go as far and as fast as you can. Do not slow down. Do not collect go. Just keep going. We're already en route to Janathanans. Yeah, all right. Just just try to lose the guy behind us, all right? You ever seen Fast and the Furious? It's like that. I'm not going to pay enough for this. Yeah, I'll pay you double what we're currently paying you. Just go. Which is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. At the comment of tearing off Papo's arm, Gordax is going to just start trying to pry at things, find finger holds and connections that he could potentially... Uh, on Papo? On Papo. Oh, okay. Is there a reset button? Can we, like, hold down both his eyes for, like, five seconds or something? Like... <laughs> Gordax, why don't you do an athletics check? That'll be four different Gordax rolled one failure and one threat. So as he's doing this, he is not able to find any sort of connection points to loosen up the arm. 
And so you tear it off, bringing some of the shoulder with it. Great. <laughs> As Popo starts leaking some kind of greenish orange fluid. I'm sure we can fix that. I'm going to try to bandage <laughs> that. I don't know. If, I, I didn't know droids could bleed, <laughs> but I'm going to rip off a part of my tunic and stuff it into the opening that's leaking the fluid. Do a do a four difficulty mechanics check, Will. I'm coming, Popo. Don't go to the light. I got a success and an advantage somehow. Wow. All right, you're able to staunch the quote-unquote bleeding. This is a temporary fix, though, <laughs> for sure. And after Gordax has ripped off this arm, bringing some of the shoulder with it, he just looks at Skoga and says, All right, well, here you go. And he hands it over to him. <laughs> All right, um, Skoga will... Well, Noah is going to flip a destiny point so that he can activate the very convenient droid suicide pill bomb in Papo's left arm. Does it have a timer? Because if that's an instant off, we're in trouble. It's, it's got a timer, right? You know, it's got it's got a old timey fuse on it. Gunpowder fuse. And Skoga, Skoga is going to uh, take the now armed, uh, the armed arm bomb. And he's gonna he's gonna try to throw it in such a way that it will disable the other speeder. All right, that will be a uh, five difficulty. I'm gonna spend a destiny point to upgrade one, and you'll have two setbacks because you're in a cramped speeder trying to throw an arm out the window behind you. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. At hundreds of miles per hour, thousands of feet above the air. It's fine. It's mostly just dropping it out at, at just the right moment, you know. And I'll let his speeder kind of catch up to it. Holy crap! A success and a wow. threat. What a roll. <laughs> that is impressive. I, I will say it outright. That is impressive. Well done, Skoga. Well done. As you toss the arm, you just whirl it out the window, and it flies through the air, and it smacks on the hood of this other speeder, and then it bounces up, and it explodes right next to this individual. The speeder is destroyed in an instant, and it careens down in a smoking wreckage. This monstrosity of a creature, not entirely unscathed, falls down and down until they collapse. They just go right into like a, what looks like a big like dropship type thing, passenger transport, and you just see them punch a hole straight through into it, and the whole thing kind of just shakes and continues flying in the opposite direction that you're going. And the Athorian driving your cab is like, what was that? Don't worry about it, just keep driving. But uh, perhaps now you can target Jananthanan's shipyard. It should be a good destination for us. Wes turns to Skoga and blown away by this, in this impressive feat, because really it was. He just says, Skoga, nothing I could do could ever make me as useful as you. That was... Wes, don't sell yourself short, but also maybe next time, don't get us all involved with a crazy muscle monster. In my defense, that was the first time I've seen the muscle monster, though now in retrospect, the muscle monster does seem like something that the Watcher would have. Our previous interactions had been a bit less violent. Needless to say, I don't think I'll be returning to Coruscant shortly. Or ever, really. Yeah, unfortunately, I think this planet's kind of burnt for all of us. So I think we gotta go pick up a ship. Probably not the trash compactor. <laughs> that thing is not fast. And we need to, we need to leave immediately. If the Watcher is as all-knowing as you say he is, then yeah, we, we're probably going to need some of those billions from Drell just to disappear. And oh, by the way, didn't Drell give you his, his phone number or something? 
why don't you give him a call and say we need a cash advance to the tune of, like, at least one billion? I'll tell you what. Why don't we, once we get to Jin Anthony's shipyards, get on a public comm? I don't think ours are safe. As your speeder touches down at Jananthanan's, Jananthanan greets you, and he's like, Skoga! What are you doing back so soon? Jananthanan, I need to use your phone. You got, like, a comm link or something? Of course I have a comm link. Nice. Do you have a quarter? Uh, sure. Sure, he- here's a quarter. And Skoga reaches into his pocket, and he gives him, like, some pocket lint or something. <laughs> <laughs> Look, just put it on my tab, all right? Look, I think... Our comms might be bugged by the man. So, so, so here, just, just let's use it real quick. We gotta get in touch with somebody. And also, we're going to be buying one of those ships I was talking about today. Upon receiving the comm link, Wes quickly puts in a call to Drell, trying to connect him. What? Hello? Who's this? Drell, it's Wes. Um, bad news. We're all wanted, and we're probably going to die if we don't leave right now. Unfortunately, I think you're probably already associated with me, so you should also come. And we should probably pick up Bog from his uncle's funeral, as I doubt he's going to make it out of this alive. We're also going to need about a billion and a half credit cash advance on our payment here if we want to make it out of here without uh, exploding what? in the upper atmosphere. What? The trash compactor is not going to work. Lances, Lances, what in the, the sand hell are you talking about? It's been like two hours since I saw you. It's been a very interesting two hours here. Seriously, we need to go. Well, where, where should I meet you? We'll pick you up. Where are you at? No, we, he, he can take the trash compactor and meet us there, wherever we need to go. I, I thought he couldn't fly. Oh, fine. All right. I'll take a shuttle to the orbital station, and you can pick me up there. How's that? Excellent. But about that cash? <laughs> Very well. I mean, I'm, I'm nearly done with my research, actually. It's, yes, it's only been two hours, but uh, it's going by a lot <laughs> sooner than I thought it would. I was actually going to call you later tonight, uh, if everything went as well, but I was going to put a damper on things. Who am I sending this amount to? Also, I assume by you accepting this money that you are accepting the next step of my proposed employment. Let's say yes. We'll say it's a down payment. I don't want to hear let's say yes. I want to hear yes. Fine, yes, yes, drill, yes. Yes, we're in. We're all in. All right, even track, track is in. Papa was in once we get him up and running again. We'll tell you all about it when we're all safe on the ship. He's fine. He's fine. Don't worry about him. He just had a few too many drinks. Just send the money to, like, me or Wes. All right, I'm sending it over to you, Skoga. I know your account number by heart. Uh, perfect. And then Skoga, because Skoga was kind of like grabbing at the comm in uh, Wes's hand, right? Kind of doing the thing where he's like also talking into it, right? So he lets go of the comm and he's like, Jananthanan, hey, that really fancy stealth ship or whatever that you were showing us earlier, the one behind the bookcase, we're ready to buy it. Well, all right. I mean, I got to get it up and running if you're all right with waiting a little bit. How long are we talking about? Ah, uh, six to seven minutes. All right. That sounds good. Oh, also, does it have any weapons on it? I'm just wondering. You don't have to put any on if it doesn't. He gives you a big wink with, oh, here's what he does. He lifts up the eye patch, and there's just a normal eye under there. And he gives you a big wink, and he goes, nope, no weapons. Then he lowers the eye patch again. That's what I like to hear. All right, then, when you come back in seven minutes, we'll give you the money. All righty. Also, Chinantanan, our droid here, Popo, he's been injured. His arm's missing now. Terrible accident. We need to find a better way of fixing him so he can leak all over and uh, worse damage happens. Could you assist with that as well? I mean, there's a there's a droid bay aboard the ship. I'm sure you could use it. Excellent. We'll do that. That's faster. Can I bring him onto the ship while we're waiting for you to get it ready? Well, I mean, I'm not going to be ready. I'm going to just tap up some paperwork here. 
Well, you can bring them on right now. Uh, my my pet droids and astromechs are going to be spiffying up the ship while I get you done settled. All right. Then, Skoga, I will leave you to handle the paperwork, and I will go ready. Um, and he just kind of pats the missing arm from uh, from Popo. Uh, this one. I'll help you get Popo in. Ah, thank you, Chuck. Upon seeing everyone divided up and taking care of things, West makes a couple more calls, and you hear stuff, and it's just like liquidating assets, take Bartholomew. Uh, you hear the mention of the planet Iriadu several times. Wes is visibly upset that he's not coming back to Coruscant. When you said take Bartholomew, do you mean like pick him up from his daycare and take him where? Or like, who's Bartholomew? <laughs> Bartholomew's his butler. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> chauffeur daycare. Drop your chauffeur off there. It's a happy watch. You can play with other chauffeurs. It's really nice. <laughs> it's a very important part of maintaining their interaction. So, unless he's told otherwise as in something needs to happen before they can take custody of the ship, Gordax is just going to remain on board with Papo in the droid bay and track. All right. Jananthanana goes over to his printer, goes over to his computer, starts it up. You hear a low hum and a ding. You see a big blue screen, and it says, hold on a sec, Windows is updating. Is it a dot matrix printer? (laughs) Three minutes later. (laughs) It, it is one of those printers that has, like, the perforated edges with the... <laughs> yep. It's like, all right, well, let's go with this here. This is the title. So why don't you just sign away on that? All right, yeah, sounds good. And Skoga grabs, like, a pen or something from the desk, and he starts writing his name on it. Oh, also, do you have, like, um, a simple pilot droid or something? Uh, our pilot is not with us right now. We have to go pick him up. Um, and I would hate to crash the ship before we got there. Uh, no, I don't. Um, are you a pilot? Could you just take us over there and we'll pay you, uh, I'll give you a thousand credits for it. Skull, I have a reputable business to run. Uh, okay, is there anybody in this, is there anybody you know, like right here and now, that could fly this ship for like ten minutes? We just need to go to a funeral. Y'all seem to be in quite the rush. What is honestly this hurry? And he reaches for a glass of water on the table, but then he stops short as he sees the water just like ripple and then settle and then ripple again and then settle. He's like, what the devil is going on? Skoga also seeing this is like, um, okay, Hey, here's, I'll give you an IOU for one billion credits for the ship. All right. Um, thank nope, you, thank nope. you for the you're deed. Giving me the, you're giving me the credits right now, or I'm shutting that ship down. Fine, get the card reader right now, I'll give it to you, we have to go. Sign on the door. I already line. did, Skoga. I already did my signatures on there. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like torn with his cloth, right? And he, he reaches down at the violin cabinet, he's like, he's kind of struggling with it, he's like, oh, it's one of those locked ones, let me get the keys. <laughs> and he pulls this like big lanyard out of his pocket. He's like sorting through keys and he's putting one in. He's like, nah, that's not it. And he tries another one. Oh, there we go. And he opens up the filing cabinet. And as he stands back up from the desk with the card reader looking at you, his eye, because he's still wearing the eye patch, his eye just like kind of looks over past you to the right and it goes wide. And he's like, what in the world is that? And behind you, Skoga, if you dare to look, you see a large passenger transport 
with a uh, sizable hole punched through the top of it. Well, that's not good. Uh, screaming past speeders, crashing through lanes, causing obscene amounts of collateral damage, heading straight for Jananthanan's shipyard. Uh, Jananthanan, we really need to expedite this process. All right. That's going to be an extra fee. I don't care. Just... Just get the key. How is it an extra fee for you to open the dang locker? Give me the chit, and I'll swipe it. All right, here is the chit, Jananthanan. All right. This better not bounce. Skoga, as as the card is, like, in there, as, like, it's reading. Skoga, will you be honest with me? We've always been honest with each other. Sure. Is, Is this a bad situation? This thing coming at you? Is this for you? Um, yes. Uh, well, it's not for me specifically. It's for somebody else in my group, but kind of me by association. So we should really expedite this process. I saw that guy take out like 20 club goers in like two seconds. Ha! <laughs> club goers. <sighs> Those were the days. He pats you on the shoulder as he whips out a blaster pistol from his side. And you hear a little ding on the chit reader. So it's done. You can grab that. And it's like, Skoga, I've always owed you favors. Left and right. Up and down. Backwards and forwards. Screw me sideways. I've always owed you favors. All right. Yeah, thanks. Well, I'll be taking this and going. <laughs> but I'll do you one last solid and keep this bingo bango off your back. And as Jonathan turns around, Skoga's already, like, 15 feet away, like, waving goodbye. Because you know what they say, Skoga. When the when faces, the faces are a prune, <laughs> the, the action goes, goes boom. And on cue, the uh, passenger <laughs> transport smashes into the shipyard's dock, just rending metal uh, all the way up to Jonathan, who is blown back, you know, 500 feet smacking into the hangar doors as ships and guns and parts explode and this passenger transport, you know, just kind of docks itself in the side of this building in a hulking mess of glass and metal and slag. And as the emergency hangar doors are closing behind you, Skoga, you see Jananthanan lift up his eye patch again, give you a solid wink, and then the doors close, leaving you and Wes in the secret shipyard uh, behind the bookcase. Well, that was pretty dramatic. Um, anyway, we got the ship now, so we should get out of here. I'm sure Jonathan will be fine. And if not, well then, may he rest in peace. And then you hear a thunk as a huge dent appears in the I'm going to flip over a destiny point just to say that while all that was going on, the whole signing the paperwork and everything, although Gordax is no pilot, he has spent quite a bit of time on ships, and he has sufficient capacity to be able to do checks, make sure that everything's you know properly fueled and lubricated, and he's getting the ship basically at the flip of a switch to take off. Yeah, as soon as the chip payment went through the ship systems became unlocked and you were able to go through all the preliminaries. Awesome. And the loading ramp kind of jiggles a little bit as it's like getting ready to lift up and Gordax from the top of that loading gate yells down at you two there as he's hearing this thudding on the door. All right, 
I think that's our cue to go, boys. Track is already on the ship with uh, Papa in the droid bay. Wes is ready. Skoga just nods and heads onto the ship. Who's piloting? Uh, Wes is going to try to pilot. Hang on, hang on. Does this technically count as planetary piloting? Yeah. Oh, well, Skoga's got a couple ranks in that somehow. You do it. I have zero ranks. I like the idea of Wes going to try to do it, and then Skoga just like, nope, nope. No, no, no. <laughs> this is this is how it happens. Wes is like, I'll do it, and he goes and he sits down, but unbeknownst to Wes, he sits down in, like, the wrong chair. And so Skoga's <laughs> like, good job, Wes, and he goes and sits in the pilot chair. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so Skoga goes and he sits down into the pilot's chair, and he's going to get this bad boy fired up, see if he can... Uh, figure out which one's the gas pedal and which one's the clutch. All right. As the hangar doors, as the terminal hangar doors are opening, the ones that lead outside, the inner hangar doors start to bend and buckle as more dense and fist marks appear on the other side, breaking through into your hangar. Skoga, did he give you any more information on the weaponry of the ship? I looked. There were a few suspicious-looking stations, but I wasn't sure. No, he just, it was just the wink. That was it. But see if you could find, like, a, a turbo laser or something. That's normally the kind of thing that accompanies a wink like that. And Gordax is going to go in an attempt to see if he can find any sort of weaponry station where he can um, potentially not, like, space weaponry, but planetary weaponry. That would be safe for use here. While Gordax is doing that, Skoga is going to, uh, go ahead and get the ship off the ground and oriented to take out of the dock as soon as the door is open wide enough. The door is open wide enough. Oh, okay. Then he's going to do that now. As you blast off, you do see behind you the inner hangar doors break as this hulking hunter bursts into the hangar bay after you and just lets out this, like, feral yell as your ship exits into the safe skies of Coruscant. Uh, Noah, you're going to need to do a check here for planetary piloting. That'll be four difficulty. Roll. One success and one threat. So you, you get off to a rocky start. You're able to get out of the hangar before this thing has, you know, time to latch onto you or anything. But, yeah, you're able to get out of the hangar. So having seen through the porthole uh, as we were flying out of the, uh, the shipyard at the moment, as it was being blown open, um, Track gets on the comm. Hey, Wes, do we need to worry about that thing finding us up here, or is it going to stay on Coruscant? I would guess that it's probably going to stay. I mean, the Watcher seems like someone who won't waste random assets flying through space, particularly ones as powerful as this. I might owe him a lot of money, but I don't owe him that much money. But I also didn't think he would blow up an entire apartment building just to get me down to the lower level, so I do not know. You guess? How much money do you owe this man? Probably somewhere in the park of a quadrillion. Oh. Because I was thinking, we just spent a lot on this ship, and you could have just paid him off, but yet, no, it, yeah, not that much. How did you... Uh, it's not my business, but that's a lot. You must be really bad <laughs> with money. No, no, it's 
Not really that. Uh, I'm just doubting my ability to read people now, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, Wes. As fun as it is discussing your financials, do you think perhaps you could send a coded message from our comm systems to Drell, asking him to either take a shuttle out from the orbital station to meet us? I... No offense, Goga, but I don't necessarily think docking on a small... Are we not going to pick up Bog? No, no. We we need Bog. Unless somebody else is going to be piloting this thing. We need Bog. Oh, yeah, no, that's that's a good point. And perhaps send a message first to Bog, seeing if he can get to the orbital station and meet us there as well. I'm not experienced in atmospheric flight, but I know my way around space in a ship. I can help fly it if needed. Oh, thank heavens. Uh, Wes is going to try to call Bog. Your call gets immediately ignored, and two seconds later, you receive a text message in all caps, just, what? (laughs) (laughs) Wes Wes, uh, messages back, uh, you should really pick up the phone, we need to talk. And you get a call. Do you answer it? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Assert dominance, send him to voicemail. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I answered the phone. What What do you want? I'm busy right now. My uncle has died. There's about a 50% chance that we're all about to die, Bog. Uh, We really need to get off this planet, and to be frank, probably you too. So I hope you can get out of that funeral. Uh, We can be there to pick you up in about 10 minutes, depending on where you're at. What? Just... Why? Uh, The Watcher wants to kill me. I owe him a ton of money. There's giant, unthinking, and completely unkillable flesh machine monster chasing after us. Oh, and the Watcher knows you work for us. Uh, with us. Not really for us. I'd say you're a member of the team at this point. I hate you all so much. Just... Fine, I'm sending you the coordinates. Okay. Uh, I take those coordinates and I route them over to Skoga. And I, I look at Skoga and I say, Skoga, this is not the time to practice one of Bog's classic J-turns. Not now. Uh, I wasn't planning on it. That's kind of Bog's thing. I'll land the ship as safely as I can at those coordinates. The coordinates actually aren't too far off. It seems to be in the uh, the Senate district, obviously, since Bog's uncle was a senator. There is a very ritzy high-rise where there's an expansive rooftop garden, and it seems that's where this funeral is taking place. I'm assuming the security is good in the senatorial district, but... We might be putting everyone at risk by bringing the ship and Wes back down there. Well, there's one thing I've learned with running with this crew, is they don't much care for putting others at risk. I mean, did you see what happened to those poor clubgoers? At least 20 of them got mauled and otherwise killed by what happened. Yeah, Wes looks straight at Track and says, That was all you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I made that worse. But I don't want to make it even more worse. Besides... Clubgoers getting hurt is one thing. The authorities take a lot more attention to what's happening when it's senators and their families getting hurt. No one in this ship will ever be able to go back to Coruscant. So don't worry about it. I'll say this. I have faith. And he puts a, one of his lower arms on Skoga's shoulder. That Skoga can uh, pilot us normally and safely down to let Bog get on as if it were... Oh, one of Wes's fancy limousine shuttles. Well, I can't be of much help up here uh, or down in the atmosphere either, so I'm going to head to the sickbay. 
I'm gonna go head to the mechanic shop, the droid bay, and uh, try to put Humpty Dumpty back together again. It's a good idea. I'll come and help you as well. As Skoga approaches the coordinates, you see these two enormous structures, like spires, high above the rest of Coruscant, connected by like these series of sky bridges, and their tops are connected as well. In, in the middle of this big connector strip, it seems there's this funeral taking place. There's like a waterfall and a series of gardens. It's, it's a huge stretch of structure and it's incredibly, incredibly nice. Would one also call it potentially precarious? A lot of potential energy for downward movement if something were to break? There's a lot of, po- there's yes, there's a lot of potential energy. All right, well, unless we have any speeders in the, in the speeder bay, here goes nothing. And Skoga's going to try to to bring the ship in so they can pick up Bog. Oh, all right. Four difficulty, planetary piloting. Um, I'm going to give you a setback, too, because this is, if you want to try to attempt this without damaging okay. anything. Two successes and three threats. <laughs> Just all of the funeral goers are looking so, like, disdainfully at Skoga. <laughs> yeah, this this is a successful landing, but it is anything but subtle. As your ship starts to just scorch the grass <laughs> where it's touching down. At the frickin' funeral. <laughs> like, interrupting taps on bagpipes is just... This little Chadrafon priest... That's up there. It's like, <laughs> dearly beloved, we gather here together today. As Skoga drops the landing ramp, Wes, who has attempted to make himself look presentable, steps out onto the thing, and he's just like, he looks over the crowd to see if he can find Bog and wave him in. You you see Bog angrily stalking toward you already. <laughs> then he starts awkwardly apologizing to any of the funeral guests who are near him. Just, I'm so sorry for your loss. It's truly a tragic day. Coruscant is lessened because of this. I'm just very, very short. We need to just all right no 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 bog is looking at you like just pointing an angry bat rat finger and he's like you are stupid and i hate you and this is going too far and then he tears off his tearaway tuxedo revealing his combat leathers and weapons underneath. <laughs> 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 wes who's wearing a normal tuxedo that does not tear away you see him look down at his own clothes and wonder and then realize why didn't i ever think of that and then bog stops short of the loading ramp and just kind of like peers off, looking past Wes on his right. And he's like, what? What is that? (laughs) That is what we are running from. Let's go. Then Wes physically pulls Bog onto the ship, slams the button to close the loading ramp, and really, really quickly breaks it down for Bog. Basically, there's a giant monster that's going about to kill us. We all need you on here now, and we need to get out of this place. Drax is waiting for us in an orbital station, but really, we should go now. As you are explaining this to Bog and looking behind you, you see a Hammerhead-class cruiser, which is smoking, just coming through the skies right toward you. I think it's time to find those weapons. And Gordax goes and returns his search. Had he found anything previously that could be uh, identified to anyone with a sharp spacefarer's eye as a weapon station? Yeah, um, you, you found some interesting things. On top of just, you know, pretty heavy shielding, there seems to be a limited-use cloaking device. There are some heavy laser cannons, a huge bay of missiles, 
and it seems that the hull is even stealth plated with advanced sensor uh, scrambling systems. And is this all controlled from like a central hub, or are there different stations around the ship? The different stations around the ship. Then Gordax is going to go immediately for the missile station. All right. As you reach the station for the weapons, he uh, readies any pre-firing things that need to happen, and he's going to be targeting the ship that's heading directly for them. And he's just—he's just going to want to launch the fastest, biggest, but also most likely to hit missile at it as quickly as possible. All right. Why don't you do a gunnery check? That'll be daunting, so five difficulty with disadvantage, and I'm going to upgrade it. Gordax got one failure and four threat on his attempt to launch this missile at, successfully, at the oncoming ship. All right. Every single missile bay fires, and as just (laughs) streams of smoke and rocket fuel jet out from your X-70B Phantom-class ship, streaking toward this hammerhead cruiser, they impact with a thunderous barrage of flame and smoke. Bog has reached the co-pilot's chair at this point, and is like, would you like me to get us out of here? Yes, yes please, Bog, yes please. Okay, and Bog is going to roll. Oh, look, Bog got a success and a triumph and two threats. So as your ship is pelted with debris and barely gets by as this hammerhead cruiser careens past you, your ship just barely banks up in time as it smashes between these two buildings right where this connecting bridge and the funeral is taking place and the entire top floors of these uh, structures just explode. Did we just assist in the murder of all of Bog's family? And you see a single tear drop from Bog's eye as he puts your ship into hyperdrive, still in orbit, and blasts off from Coruscant. We never got drill. So we left drill behind. And then he takes it out of hyperdrive right next to... the orbital station. So what you're telling me is he just pulled a Han Solo we're going into the planet at hyperdrive <laughs> counting on his puny human reflexes to take that ship out in the quintillionth of a second. He's got, you know, you got the, the hyperdrive throttle, it was just like, forward back. And that was it. It was like, one second. Just... And there's a little blinking, like, uh, taxi type ship that quickly docks with yours, and you hear a familiar Alright boys, I'm aboard. And then Bog's like, can we get out of here? Bog. Punch it. All right. Where to? And we all look at Drell. Please tell us you have a place we can go. Oh, uh, yeah. Just a uh, you know, second start of the ride straight on till morning. Just hit it, Bog. Anywhere's good. Bog's like, oh, kill me. And he puts you into hyperspace. <laughs>